This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. This sounds like Belt and Road, and it sounds like the United States at the local level is sort of inviting this granular kind of Belt and Road that's it's off the uh, radar. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other Keltec weapons, and products, check out keltechweapons.com. That's K E L T E C weapons.com. Keltech, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. Everybody has favorite movies, right? My favorite movies are Godfather. Uh, I actually don't know what my second one is. My third one's Roadhouse. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to pretend that it's, you know, like Citizen Kane or something like that. I'm not. It's Roadhouse. I'm not going to lie. It is amazing. The Patrick Swayze mullet was ahead of its time. That is the mullet of all mullets. My kids laugh at it because they, oh, I will say, uh, I, would, I would probably have to say it's a, it's a tie for number two between Magnificent Seven, the original, or the Fuqua, starring one of the, the Fuqua remakes, starring one of the best actors of ever, uh, Denzel Washington, or Tombstone, because I love everybody in Tombstone, and it was a story of failed gun control. So I am just almost speechless by this headline. Deadline Hollywood says that they're doing a remake of Roadhouse. How do you do a remake of of a classic? My kids think it's a movie about tight pants and roundhouse kicking in bars. It is. And it has one of the best scenes of all time. Kane, do you have this real quick? Can I just play, before I tell you what this headline is, can we just for a moment, before our, our perfect little bubble is shattered, play this one amazing scene, one of the best ever burned to celluloid. And three, be nice. Come on. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a I want you to be nice. Okay. Ask him to walk, but be nice. If he won't walk, walk him, but be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help you, and you'll both be nice. I want you to remember that it's a job. It's nothing personal. Uh-huh. Being called a c- personal? Ooh, well, are you? No. It's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response. <laughs> I wonder if somebody calls my mama a <laughs> Is she? Is she? <laughs> I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. Oh, the rules for life, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the headline. 
Deadline Hollywood says in what would mark his first acting job in a major studio movie, two-time UFC champion Conor McGregor is set to join Jake Gyllenhaal in Prime Video's new reimagining of the classic 80s action pick, Roadhouse. Now, I was really excited because I'm like, I would, it's Conor McGregor, I don't care that he doesn't have a mullet. And the Irish accent, I mean, I don't care. He's a he's a he's an MMA fighter. I mean, an Irish bar bouncer. Okay, I, yeah. Hi, I'm of. I have some ancestors who are Irish. I totally get it. So I'm immediately assuming he's Dalton. Why would he not be? It's Conor McGregor. Why would he not be? <sighs> be still in my heart because. Apparently, here's what Deadline Hollywood writes. The new take follows a former UFC fighter played by Jake Gyllenhaal, who takes a bouncer to job as a bouncer at a rough and tumble roadhouse in the Florida Keys. I am crestfallen. My heart is sad. I can fight no more. Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal. Is the fighter he's gonna be the bouncer jake gyllenhaal help me kane because i can't get my wheels over the speed bump what i think it might have been part of his idea for this quote-unquote reimagining and remake of the movie so maybe executive producer and starring in this i don't know if he has i've read the story i don't see that it shows him directing or anything like that um, so I wonder, you know, if this role, this whole idea was sparked by Jake and that's why he's in it like that. No, you cannot tell me that Jake Gyllenhaal watched Roadhouse, appreciated it for the cinematic masterpiece that it is, <laughs> and then had the idea to reimagine it. I don't believe you. No? I, I mean, I have nothing to back up my claims, but uh, it seems like that would be the path. <sighs> To get him, you believe that he even watches MMA? I, Jake Gyllenhaal? I would, I'd think so. I would say he's probably a fan of MMA of UFC. Dude, I'm pretty sure his eyebrows are manscaped. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but he's there's been a lot that Jake Gyllenhaal's done in the past. I've seen plenty of evidence of him, you know, doing all the physically fit necessary things. What you work for him? What what does that mean? I'm just like you're you're like you know standing pretty hard. You questioning my loyalty here? No, I'm not. I'm I just no loyalty here. I'm just you know like you're really pitching him. Like I'm not probably pitching better him. I'm just speculating did. how he got involved. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. I'm, I'm That's all I'm doing. I misinterpreted. That's all I'm doing. Passion. It's okay. Hey, let's ask the millennial Steve. Where are you at on this? Yeah. Do you do well the whole thing? Uh, I haven't seen Roundhouse in like ten years. I need to rewatch it, but I. I don't know. I haven't seen enough Jake Gyllenhaal movies to be. I, I'm with you on that point. I don't. I don't. I mean, he's an actor, so he can take in any role he wants. But we'll see how it plays out. I have no idea. I'll, I'll watch it. I mean, I. I yes, I agree with the people who say leave Roadhouse alone. I get you because Sam Elliott win, uh, Patrick Swayze win, the dude who played the bad guy who's been a bad guy and other stuff, and I don't even know his name win. You know, explosions, fights. People getting shivved, lots of kicks, tailored jeans. I mean, I'm all, these are all amazing things, right? The, the blind slide player. I mean, hi, 
These are all amazing things. I don't think that you could put all of these amazing things together in a reimagining, but I'm willing to watch it if it's Conor McGregor kicking everybody. Totally willing to watch. But if it's Jake Gyllenhaal, I mean, he was... I mean, all right, I'm, I'm on his IMDb. I only know page one now. thing he was in. I'm on his IMDb. It was with Heath Ledger. He was, Go ahead, Steve. He was a prisoner in Detective Loki, and he was Donnie Darko. Yeah, Donnie Darko is the only thing I've seen him in. And I can't believe anybody would. I mean, I don't get that. Care. It was a great movie, but hey, dude, you can't do Roadhouse if you've done Donnie Darko. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. I had a great soundtrack, too. I don't. Oh, man, I don't know. My heart is sad. I don't know what I think about this. Like, mm hmm. Because at first I thought, oh, it's obvious. He's totally going to play Dalton. Dalton was a man's man. Sam Elliott was a man's man. That was a friendship, right? Like Dalton was in trouble. Do you see stories like that today? Because everyone's toxic. No, no, no. Dalton was doing his job. Sam Elliott comes in. Hey, I'm in town. You guys want to kick some ass together? Yeah, let's do it. Woo! And they do it. I mean, you know, all American dude ship there. It's awesome. I don't know. And I liked the lady who played his his uh, his love interest because her hair was perfectly sprayed every time. And, you know, that takes that takes a village for of makeup artistry and stylization to make that happen. I'm really upset with this because I was having a really great night, really great day. And then I see this and I was like super happy thinking it was going to be Conor McGregor. And it's him. I mean, I'm willing to be proven wrong. I'm wondering who the Just band will be in the double deuce. Like the because it was the Jeff Healy band right? who played that. And, he was amazing. And Jeff Healy actually really was blind in real yeah, life. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't and didn't they all play that live in the film too? Yes. As they yeah. yes, they absolutely did. Um, so I'm curious as to how they're represented in this film. Well, I'm sure that well, you're not going to have any of the uh, the lady dancing. I'm sure because everything is it's too toxic. I was reading a thing now. Uh, where they were talking about the new Game of Thrones thing and they were going to try to do the violence and all of that off screen. Um, I mean, you need some of this stuff for stories. I, I don't like gratuitous violence. Like, I like horror films, but I don't like gore because I just think it's unimaginative. I like suspense. I like thriller. I like really inventive horror films. Um, horror and Western are my favorite genres. But I just, I'm, I'm like, what, don't dumb down everything. Stop dumbing everything down. It is annoying. One last quick note, and I swear we're going to get to other stuff. Ladies, I'm out there talking to you. Gents who have ladies in their lives, most ladies, I don't dislike a good period piece. You know what I'm saying? I don't dislike some of the old Austin crap and all of that. Like, if I'm drying my hair out, I'll watch it while I'm drying my hair out. Uh, but the persuasion on Netflix killed my soul, killed it, killed it dead. My soul's gone because of the horrific nature of that adaptation. Clueless was based on Emma. If you're going to do a modern adaptation, do it smart like that. Or 10 Things I Hate About You, which was based on Taming of the Shrew. Reimagine it like that. Don't do fourth wall, breaking, quirky girl, winky wink at the camera crap with dumbed down dialogue. Dakota, Dakota Johnson was great. She's, you know, dragging this movie along and working hard at it, but it was just a it was just bad adaptation. Okay, I'm done. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Well, 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 a few things here to make sure that we hit. So we I really wanna I need to get into this Utah thing. A Utah man attempted to kill a spider. I now before you hate that's understandable but it sparked a 60 acre wildfire i mean haven't we all been here though 
A 60-acre wildfire erupted Monday through parts of north-central Utah. He was walking his... Oh, well, there's a lot more. I like how they go, well, he was walking his dog carrying marijuana and drug paraphernalia. And he attempted to burn a spider to death. I would say kill it. Just kill it. You can't burn it to death. You just kill it. Uh, Utah County Sheriff's Office said that they arrived at the fire east of Springfield. They saw the suspect, who was not immediately identified, walking his dog in the area. He confessed that he accidentally started it while using a lighter to burn the spider. They Sergeant said uh, Sergeant Spencer Cannon told KSL, not sure why he felt the need to have to burn it. But, you know, all the regret in the world doesn't change that outcome. Yeah, and then they found marijuana and drug paraphernalia in his backpack. Oh, he's in Utah, not Colorado. I was getting ready to say, ain't that legal there? But now he could serve up to a year in prison and a fine of $2,500. I think that's mainly for the fire, not really the pot. But, you know, who among us, though, hasn't seen a spider and thought fire? Just, you know, I'm just just going to... Uh, nobody cares. I guess Demi Lovato wasn't getting... I don't even know who... She's like some... She was on Nickelodeon. She uh, decided to change her pronouns again. For the people who didn't care that she changed her pronouns the first time. This is this is what you do when you don't make albums anymore. You just bitch and moan about pronouns and everything else and act like a victim when you're like one of the most entitled people on God's green earth. That's all you do. So... Mm. I uh, was looking over this list because I was telling you that the premier protein drinks a couple of days ago, there was like a recall of this. Well, now Oatly. So if you if you like the oat milk, which every now and then I'll go through a phase and I'll pretend I'm, you know, like a whole food shopper and I'll eat. I'll drink oat milk. Oatly and something called Stumptown. Who drinks that? Let's have a delicious glass of Stumptown. Nobody's doing this. They're among 53 products recalled for potential microbial contamination. I thought it was just they were being recalled for being gross. But it's microbial contamination. Uh, Some of it is the premier protein drink, Stumptown Coffee. Stumptown? And uh, there's a big list somewhere. Just Google it. It's an FDA under safety and then recalls. And there's a long list of stuff. Premier is the only thing that I would actually do. So just, you know, check your stuff, you know, be be wise about it. We got a lot more on the way. Don't go anywhere. More of the Dana show coming up. This mother. This is over at Fox six, Milwaukee. A mother is suing Facebook, claiming that her addicted teenage daughter is was harmed by it. This is in Denver. Cecilia Tesh of Pueblo filed a federal lawsuit in U.S. District Court. On behalf of her daughter, listed as RP in court documents. Her daughter's 13 years old. The attorney for Cecilia Tesh said that Facebook thwarted brain development in her daughter. They said her daughter is a heavy user of Facebook. She started using the online platform at seven years old and began exhibiting addicting behavior. The lawsuit states that RP's interest in any activity other than viewing and posting, posting on Facebook progressively declined. She subsequently developed injuries, including, but not limited to, body dysmorphia, eating disorder, self-harm, severe anxiety, depression, decrease in motivation to do schoolwork or socialize with her family and peers. They said that Facebook was designed to allow these kids to become addicted to them and use their product without consent of their parents. So her kid was on Facebook at seven years old? That's... I'm her kid was on Facebook at age seven because I think that don't you have to you would have to lie about 
your age to get on there. So how can the company be liable because the mom lied to get her daughter on there then? That's the only way that that makes sense. I, I mean, that's stupid. You know what? No, no one else is respond. Facebook is not responsible for raising people's kids. I'm so tired of this. Raise your own damn kids. Facebook is did not get your daughter addicted to anything. Your crappy parenting got your daughter addicted addicted to stuff. The fact that other parents have kids who don't hang out on social media 24-7 is kind of, you know, a fist in the air to that. Or a finger in the air to that. That doesn't that doesn't fly. I'm so tired of these parents like my kids are addicted. Then do your job as parents and get your kids off social media. Stop you stop using social media as a babysitter. I remember when I was a kid, everyone's like, don't let the TV be a babysitter for your kids. Nowadays, it's don't let social media be a babysitter for your kids. 13 years old. She's been on there since when she was seven. That's just absent parenting. That's bad parenting. If your kid's on there at seven and they're and she's and she started exhibiting addictive behavior and the mom didn't do anything, though she was still on Facebook. The hell's the matter with you, mom? No, I don't think a company is responsible because you're a stupid parent. I don't care how offended people get. I think some people need to get offended so they stop being stupid parents. I'm so tired of this society trying so hard to coddle all the bad behaviors and and vices and scandal of our, you know, of all the people in our culture and they excuse it and 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 attack any kind of criticism as shaming or something of that nature. It's not shaming. It's, you know, be a good parent and then don't go suing companies because your kid misused it and you didn't parent your kid. It's not Facebook's responsibility. It's not Instagram's responsibility. I don't care what these social media com- companies do. My kids don't get on social media. My kids are getting older now, but they, when they were super little and at the advent of TikTok and all of this, they didn't get on social. They didn't have these accounts. They didn't do all of this. Do you know why? Because I was not my, my kid's friend. I was their parent. Stop it. There's a lot of crap parents, a lot of crappy parenting happening. This is not anyone else's problem. Stop being a crap parent and thinking that everything from a company to an animate object is responsible for your child's well-being. It's like saying little Debbie made your kid fat. No, you did. You made your kid fat because you did not oversee your child's eating habits and you allowed them to purchase little Debbie. You kept paying for the Internet. If it was so bad that you couldn't get your kid off Facebook, hell, I'd have shut down Internet to my house. But you're not going to be filing a lawsuit. This is so stupid. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida uh-huh. Man. All right. So a Florida man named Redbeard was arrested after he stole and sold his roommate's parrot. A 40-year-old Florida man who stole his roommate's electius parrot named Piper was arrested on Tuesday. Justin David Peters, age 40, was charged with grand theft and animal cruelty. If he hurt that parrot, I'm going to go John Wick. The case began on June 14th when the 37-year-old female victim stated she believed her roommate Peters, a.k.a. Redbeard, on Summerlin Key, stole her $1,800 parrot. The victim said that she told Peters repeatedly, leave him alone, you can't take him out of his cage, get out of my house. Then a witness reported seeing Redbeard at a bus stop near his business, and apparently there was a red parrot on the bench. He took possession of the parrot, called the sheriff. They tried to locate the owner. Uh, thankfully, the bird was returned to its owner and taken to the vet. It had multiple broken bones, a dislocated hip, blunt force trauma, and other injuries. I feel like Redbeard should suffer the same consequence yeah. in jail. Happy to donate to the commissary for 
you know, any jail justice. I shouldn't say that, but I'm going to because it's my free speech right. A Cape Coral woman, seriously, I will go John Wilk on a, over a bird. It will happen. Cape Coral woman was caught stealing hundreds of dollars worth of jewelry from Coles. Jessica Urbanski, she was stopped by a Coles loss prevention officer. They get you on camera. She's grabbing handfuls of jewelry, trying to hide them in her dress. She, like, was all kinds of stuff, em- emptying jewelry tags, just dropping them on the floor. So they, she left the store, but while in the parking lot, got tracked down by the employee, brought back into the store. Kate Coral police were called to the scene. They searched her purse, and oh my gosh, there's a ton of jewelry in there. $750 worth of jewelry, 35 different pieces. She was arrested and charged with larceny. Like, how are you people going to be doing? Do you not look up? There are cameras everywhere. I mean, if you're going to steal jewelry, go high. I mean, don't steal jewelry. Don't. I was going to say go high on the hog, but don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not encouraging you to engage in lawbreaking. Let's just all sue some Muppets. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. This sounds like Belt and Road, and it sounds like the United States at the local level is sort of inviting this granular kind of Belt and Road that's it's off the uh, radar um, of the federal government, off the radar of the media. How does this compare with what China has done in other countries when it comes to Belt and Road? I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.